Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Today I have with me returning guest Lydia Yoon. Um, she's from one of the really early episodes. She's an amazing singer-songwriter. And although we've missed Mother's Day by a week, we talk about motherhood. Lydia has three beautiful daughters, recently had the first son, and she also homeschools them. And yeah, we just sit down and talk about what motherhood is like for her, each of her births, and even the amazing fact that they had a home birth with their son. So it's a very interesting conversation, and uh, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Um, if you will notice, we're in a different space today. Yeah. Um, and we, I am at Lydia's house, Lydia Yoon. She's, you know, actually this will come out right after your husband's episode. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. She is the wife of John Yoon, um, on Pastor John Yoon, from our previous episode. And they've opened up the house so I can come and look at their space. And this is where they would record the Bud Honey podcast. Yes, we when are, it happens. Yeah, we are eagerly waiting. <laughs> you said um, that so graciously. No, I asked him to come because I have a newborn. <laughs> well, of course. And of course, yeah. I'm uh, more than happy to oblige. Yes, um, thank you. I mean, Zion is how old now? He's coming into eight weeks now, I think. Eight weeks. Yeah, that's about like, two months, yeah. That's yep. literally, he needs attention 24, like 24-7. There's yeah, like not yeah. a moment that you can take your eyes off of Right, him. right, yes. Wow. <laughs> Such a cute little potato Yeah, right I now. know. He really <laughs> is a potato. Yeah, He's yeah. getting heavier by the day. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, you have three daughters mm-hmm. um, who, are they all homeschooled right now? Yes, they are. Yeah, so she has uh, her daughter, Addie, mm-hmm. Dessa, Maya, and now you have Zion. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask... Um, with the streak of female, or I guess daughter, 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 yeah, yeah. were anybody in your family particularly relieved to finally have a, uh, <laughs> a son appear? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think nobody was like going to be upset if it was another daughter. Mm-hmm. But then I think after we had the son, everybody was like, oh, this is great, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they were, I guess, relieved maybe? My, I don't know if that's the word. It's more like... That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, really excited. Yeah. And then we're really glad that there is someone to carry the name yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah. um, John's brother mm-hmm. is also married, but he has yep. two daughters as well, right? Yep. So literally and the whole family was daughters. That's exactly correct. <laughs> and I have a sister mm-hmm. who has also a daughter. So oh, it's like, that's wow. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All you know, girls so far. That's like an interesting trend because mm-hmm. I have two daughters mm-hmm. and my brother also has two daughters yeah i see a lot of families where it's just all daughters yeah that's so interesting i hear it happens like year by year like it's Mm -hmm. like a bunch of girls at once and then a bunch of guys at once huh yeah i'm not sure yeah it seems to be accurate though maybe (laughs) zion is the yes start of the that's right (laughs) yeah that's what we're hoping for we already have some good news on the way so (laughs) yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um so today um i wanted to come talk to you Really about motherhood in general. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like we said, you have four kids now. Mm-hmm. Um, you homeschool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have purpose in that. Yeah. Um, like it's not just something like, oh, I'm, I, I'm sure it wasn't a nonchalant decision. Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> right? um, and yeah, and being a wife of a pastor who is also very much a ministry leader. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if you guys don't know, she is a absolutely incredible 
uh, singer and writer, mm-hmm. singer songwriter. Is that the right? Term? Yeah, I guess that's what you would yeah. call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, uh, you it's not like you have a lack of things to do, mm. right? You have plenty of things on your plate, but um, the fact that you, yeah, do all these things at home um, and all these things in motherhood mm. that I think we can all kind of learn from mm. um, is the reason why I wanted to talk to you. That's cool. Yeah, but there's also another. Like, this is just mind-boggling to me is another crazy fact is you gave birth to your son in this very house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to hear about, like, because I've, I've experienced two births yeah. at the hospital. Right. And even the hospital doesn't feel adequate enough to bring <laughs> in a child. Like, it feels like this is chaotic and I can't uh, believe this is happening. So yeah, yeah. I want to hear more about that. Yes. Uh, but Let's table that for now. So mm-hmm. can I just ask you about, like, how, how is, what is motherhood to you? Wow. That's a loaded question. Yeah. But um, motherhood to me is a life-transforming, deepening, maturing, um, just, I, I guess, a part of my identity that mm. I didn't know that I had. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it's like one of those things that opens up to you once mm-hmm. you become a mother. Mm-hmm. And you, there's no escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I say that in the best and worst way, I guess, because, um, you know, if we had the choice of escaping, mm. it's e- even something like marriage, right? When you, If you have the option of divorce, you can leave, you know, you can leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some, I guess, oh, my gosh, that's terrible to think yeah, of. But, right. um, but I, you know, in motherhood, I think there's such a, a grace to enter into things and kind of be forced to stuck, like face things. Mm. And that's actually a grace. It's not like, you know, like punishment or torture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it like, yeah, it just deepens everything. Everything means something. And I yeah, it's so deep that I can't find words for it no, right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it's been for me. It's just life transforming with every child too. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the, I think the first one is always the most you know, dramatic mm. change and obviously like nose diving into that season as a woman and a mother. But um, with each child, it's been life transformative mm. for me. Yeah. Would you say, what would you say to people who say, I don't want to become a parent because it looks too difficult? Um, I would say even the billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, like I've heard kind of like the really morbid like last words of people it was like a blog or something Mm -hmm. and uh their greatest regret is not being able to invest in their families Mm -hmm. and um like building and leaving something because that's literally what you're going to leave your legacy your children um and uh i i think that's going to be the greatest regret or a greatest joy like at the end of the day yeah um and then if you want to go even further it's beyond this lifetime right Mm. i think it's so mind-blowing that like we can create eternal beings Mm. (laughs) like they're gonna live forever you know that that's that's like huge and and to think what their lives are going to uh reap Mm. both again in this life and the next and just like ongoing like the children that's going to come from them Mm -hmm. we're literally creating like destinies you know (laughs) that goes on forever so you know this is sorry. This is going to be a kind of a sidetracking question, mm-hmm. but I've always thought about this. Do you think the soul is created mm-hmm. once a child is formed, mm. or does God have like souls 
in like a storage bin somewhere and like mm. you know like interesting i imagine it to be like baking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in his mind mm-hmm. like he you know puts different ingredients personalities mm-hmm. things together and yet he's always known them mm. it's one of those like both and crazy mind blowing right. i don't understand <laughs> yeah. really type of thing yeah um but you're saying like are they set personalities or like yeah like do they exist so like a child that i might have in the future uh-huh. do they exist right now ah. their soul exists right now somewhere technically right because if god is outside of time mm-hmm. then he already like he already sees it in one snapshot right so oh well, i guess then the better question would be like does he have a soul mm-hmm. and then he like injects it into the child created mm. or like as the child is forming god creates a soul Again, right. because it's outside of time, <laughs> yeah. it's like all at once. Yeah, and it's already been done and happening at the same time. Right, right. <laughs> I so have I mean, no but idea. Just even pondering that is like yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, it really right? is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I I don't want to get too deep into this because it's a super <laughs> hot topic. But mm-hmm. hot take, hot topic, mm-hmm. controversial. Mm. Like the whole Roe v. Wade thing oh, just got. I see. Yes. I don't yes. know if it officially is overturned yet. Yeah. But there was a document leak stating that. Um, Which so, never has happened before. Yeah. Just yeah. for some reason they wanted to blow it out there. Yeah. 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 So it's like there's so much speculation on like yeah. why even that leak happened and all that. But yeah. Um, that's. I mean, we can get into it if you want, but I feel like that conversation would be great mm-hmm. on the Bud Honey podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Right? I know you were trying <laughs> <Right>? to. <laughs> so. Uh, Dave is trying to get us canceled. (laughs) (laughs) That's your secret agenda. (laughs) I think um, a model of how to have, because there's no way that everyone is pro-choice or that everyone is pro-life. Right, right. So in that dynamic, there's going to be disagreements. Yes. And so we need just a model of how to disagree in an agreeable way, in a civil way. So. That's yeah. why I'm putting it out there. Yeah. I so. thank you for the challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yes. I'm going to be looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, yeah, motherhood. Mm-hmm. I, like, as a father, I think I can relate to some of the things you said earlier, like mm-hmm. life changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it re- like, for me, I think the biggest thing was it really helped me understand, mm-hmm. not fully, but more closely, the love of God for yeah. me. Yeah. You know, like it's like mind blowing. If I can love this child this much, yeah, like I wonder how much. Like I can't even imagine how much God loves me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm-hmm. so that in those aspects I can like understand. But as a mother who like carries a child that's forming in your like stomach, yeah, like how does that? Does it take a toll like on you mentally as you're like going through the nine months or? Oh yes, I mean I I tell everyone like I'd rather give birth to a baby mm. 10 times over than like carry for 10 oh, months, you know, yeah. because it, it's such a long time. Mm. And then with each child, it does take a greater toll. Mm-hmm. You know, I think cause you know, things are already kind of like stretched out, you know, and messed up <laughs> and you're just kind of piling on top of that. Yeah. Um, but it is special. I mean, like, like to be able to host mm. a baby and feel like what, he feels in a Mm. sense and you know they say even like emotions are connected um and that's why like koreans are they like oh Uh, look only at the pretty things and eat only delicious things (laughs) and like 
all that stuff. But um, only happy thoughts, right? Yeah. Right, and I and I do believe it spiritually mm. speaking too. I mean, there, yeah, everything's connected. But um, yeah, there's nothing like it. I think that waiting mm. is really transformative mm. because um, it it just you know nobody likes waiting, <laughs> but in it, like so much work is done. I think in, internally. Um, yeah, and just like growth, yeah. even spiritually, uh, in many different ways. I don't know. There's mm. just so it's so much mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't know how to like where to start. But mm. all of it is beautiful. It's worth the price, you know. Do you feel like a bond is formed even in the womb? Oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah. In like in like what ways? Is it like the moments that you feel the baby moving, and mm. like you know, or like do you just Cause when when I so again I I, I have two kids so mm-hmm. when I see my kids get born mm-hmm. like if I'm being really honest mm-hmm. and this might sound horrible the <laughs> moment I see the baby mm-hmm. like I'm like oh this is so precious yeah but like I don't feel any sort of chung like that mm-hmm. bond in that like in that moment it's like oh it's it's a new child yeah but it's not like. I don't think that bond, like the bond I have with my first daughter, Aisley, yeah. I think it's formed over time after her birth. Right, right. But like in the immediate aftermath of the birth, I don't, yeah. I, if I'm being really honest with myself, I don't know that there's like an innate bond that's mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. And actually, I would argue that it's different for every mother too. Mm-hmm. There are moms that don't feel the bond even right after the baby is born mm-hmm. and it takes a few months to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, th- I'm obviously purely speaking out of my own experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's easiest with the first child because you're not multitasking, right? You're right. like sitting there yeah. listening to classical music <laughs> or doing whatever you need to do, uh-huh. nesting, dreaming, you know, uh-huh. and really excited. Um, so I think that helps create more of like the emotional bond. Mm-hmm. And then with more children, you're not really thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sitting there like here flutters, you know, when you feel the baby, you acknowledge the baby, you think of the baby, but it's harder mm-hmm. to give that like emo- like mental space, I yeah. guess, to the child. Um, but regardless, it's like the baby's there, mm-hmm. like the whole time <laughs> and you're there and so i think that presence alone mm. um for me at least has like it, it creates that initial bond and then when the baby's born it's like oh my gosh i carried you inside mm. of me for 10 months yeah. you know like that all really i think helps create the immediate bond for me like luckily mm. i haven't had had the the problem of this connection yeah. with my children so um yeah it was like pretty much immediate for me especially mm. after they're born yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that, that was a good disclaimer you put in that mm-hmm. not all mothers have yeah, that. yeah yeah i mean the whole postpartum depression is very real yeah. right yeah i mean I, the most shocking thing for me mm-hmm. um, when i like first saw my wife giving birth mm. in like the first doctor's visit not even though actually even before we get discharged yeah there's a doctor who comes by and says if you have any thoughts of suicide yeah or like desire to hurt the baby mm-hmm. like you have to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and the fact that they have to give that disclaimer yeah. means that there's enough people who go through that right yes so there's an actual like re- that's like not because you're a terrible person or a terrible mother or anything yeah. like that it's just it's yeah. a normal like 
part of it, like something chemical imbalance in oh, the brain. Oh, yes, the hormone, like, hormones are, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah. uh, for me, it manifests more physically, and luckily I haven't experienced more of the emotional aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have with the first one, but I can't tell if that was, like, postpartum depression or if it was, like, more circumstantial for me. Mm. Um, but... I mean, pregnancy alone, it just, your your body goes through so yeah. much. Yeah. I actually have been like kind of breaking out at hives, I think. Oh, like really? Like trying to, I, I feel like that's from my hormonal, like uh, coming back to normal now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been one of the things I'm dealing with. But that, I mean, oh, yeah, gosh. we just go through so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to ask you, since you have like four kids, mm-hmm. Was there a difference in how you handled giving birth at each sequence? Oh, yes. Like, so how, how did that look like? So when Addie was being born, yeah. what were your emotions like? And um, Well, just practically speaking, I, I dreamed of this home water birth that I had with my fourth child mm-hmm. since I had was pregnant with oh. Addie. But then I was kind of talked out of it. And oh. it's my first time. And yeah. so the... Like, the mothers around me at that time were like, heck no. Like, you think you're going to do that? Like, no way. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, I guess may- maybe my dreams are a little more grand than than I expect for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of let go of it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the I had an epidural um, in the hospital with a doctor. And it was great, mm-hmm. honestly. You know, like, I didn't feel a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was it was still good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the second time I was um, on this like faith journey and I was convicted to do, you know, completely natural. Mm-hmm. And I did that with a midwife at the hospital. Um, and that was wonderful, too. And then the third time with Maya, it was another. Oh, sorry, on the second time, uh-huh. as you were like giving birth to Dessa, yeah, did you have any sort of like. Because you have a kid at home already, right? Uh, so it's yes. like you're mentally preoccupied. So like, were mm. there like anything? How did, did that factor into your? Hmm. Actually, yeah. Addie was being babysat. I'm not sure what time of day it was, but I was okay. Mm-hmm. And I and it, I talked about it with Shirley, mm-hmm. right? And she shared with me how concerned she was for AZ. Yeah. And she just wanted to get back home. Yeah. She literally went home after 24 hours yeah, in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> No, like, it was I was not great. that way. I was like, let's <laughs> let's take our time. I think Ad- obviously I was concerned whether Addie was doing okay, but mm-hmm. she was, mm-hmm. um, and she seemed to have an understanding. You know that like mommy was gonna come back, mm-hmm. and we're having a baby, um, and so I wasn't like too worried mm-hmm. uh, for her. Um, yeah, I was just yeah more present. Mm. I think with having Dasa. Mm. And because the again the birth experience was fresh, you know, it was like new all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more engaged with that than like getting back home, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. because you don't have an epidural this time around. Yeah, it's yeah, a, for I'm sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. it was very different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then with Maya, I was another midwife at the hospital, but she like manhandled me. It was not good. It was. Oh no. It was not good. Yes, it was quick, but. Uh-huh. Um, I did not appreciate <laughs> the mm. uh, the care mm. um, that she gave me, uh, but then with this one again, yeah, with the home birth, uh, I had a, a midwife like not in the hospital system, so mm. that was entirely different. Mm. The prenatal care is honestly probably one of the best things about um, like what I got to experience mm. um, be- because um, 
I think at the hospital, it's more like they tend to your symptoms and they do what they can to make you feel better in yeah. a sense. But um, the midwife was much more in tune with like holistic health and pre- preventative care. Mm. So for one one example is like a GBS groupie strep, which is very common in women. Um, it's like one out of four or something. Hmm. And you need to, if you have that strain um, in your system, then you need to get antibiotics while you're giving birth. And oh. so I was positive for all three of my pregnancies. Hmm. But with this one, uh, she had me uh, like on vitamin D and probiotics and it actually cured it like oh wow i was negative for the first time in my life wow and i didn't have to worry about getting antibiotics while i was giving birth and mm. it was actually like it burns like in your veins like you you think it's just an iv but with addy the ivs were the worst part of my uh. giving birth because i had the epidural and yeah. they went fishing for my veins uh. and i was like looking like a druggie by the time I think four nurses got through me, I probably they stabbed me like twenty times. Wow. It was yeah. like the worst. So, because um, they're also like drawing blood from you throughout yeah. the process, right? Um, are they? I don't know. I, I remember, Shirley. Oh wait, was it a before? Yeah, that was probably probably during birth? like the prenatal mm-hmm. care when you're doing testing and stuff. Yeah, but for while you're giving birth, I think it's just like fluids or. Like the antibiotics mm. and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, wow, mm. wow. So <laughs> you really had, and not not only the circumstances of the birth, like whether it was with epidural or, or natural or whatnot, mm-hmm. at least for your three daughters, they were all in separate, like different locations, yes, right? Yes, they were, Like yeah. New York, mm-hmm. Kansas City, and Georgia. Yep. Did, did that have any effect on kind of your mentality? Um, in, in giving birth? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah. Because of the people that are there. Mm. And so, again, New York, I was, you know, influenced by the common, um, I think, even outlook on motherhood was so different. The mothers around me at that time, mm-hmm. like, they always complained mm. <laughs> about how terrible it was and how much they wanted to, like, want to, like, get back to work uh-huh. and how much uh-huh. of a relief that is for them mm. to, like, you know, just get a break. And, and I totally get it. Like, you yeah. know, there's career women out there, but yeah. um, that's de- that, that's definitely not my, like, um, starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that affected my decision on how to, you know, have the hospital birth. Mm-hmm. And then, like, getting the epidural even mm-hmm. was highly encouraged mm-hmm. <laughs> by that circle of mothers. And then with the second... Kansas City is like as granola as you're going to get, you know, like Uh there are moms, um, I would say like a minimum of four children and then maximum of like, I've seen up to like 12 stick figure families, like just going on and on. It's just Uh church fans, you know, Uh Um, and uh, that helped me to be introduced to this whole new world of, Mm. you know, um, like home birth, first Mm. of all, the concept of it. And then... uh, all the knowledge that is connected to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a highly spiritual community. And so, um, yeah, aspects of faith, like a supernatural childbirth. There's a book called Supernatural Childbirth mm. um, that actually I was um, recommended when I went to a visit in Bethel Church mm-hmm. in Redding, California. And then when I came back, I told my friend, oh, this guy like prayed this over me and and then he recommended this book to me and then she literally got it off her shelf and like gave it to me and that's how i was introduced to this like whole concept and 
Um, yeah, so that was huge. And then in Georgia, since I already had that introduction, mm-hmm. um, I just knew I wanted to do natural. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also like natural reasons for that too. Like I had a spinal headache after my epidural with Addie, my right. first child, and that lasted like a week and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like, yeah, it was just a splitting migraine mm-hmm. um, nonstop just for a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely. I think the culture of where where you are mm definitely affects <laughs> and then your access to that type of information um with the last one i got more resources involved and so i was able to like um actualize what i believed for in my second mm, birth I see. and i was able to prepare better and so it actually happened the way that i was aiming for so when you say the second birth you're talking about like what you re- read about like yeah the, the supernatural. supernatural childbirth I rem- no I recall <laughs> yeah. you explaining this <laughs> yes. a while back but can you explain one more time what that is okay so yeah. the concept is that um, you know if childbearing pain was a direct result of uh, the fall mm-hmm. and then Jesus became the curse for us on the cross mm-hmm. then why do we suffer childbearing pain mm-hmm. and I was like Okay, I mean, logically speaking, that makes sense to me. Uh Um, And then during that time, my faith conversation with the Lord was like, uh, he had spoken to me about faith being no plan B. Hmm. He's like, when you have 99% faith and then you have a 1%, like, well, if it doesn't work out, then it's because of this. You Hmm. have this theology, you have this plan B, you know, then it's not really, you know, faith. And so... When these two things met, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's go for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was really excited. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we prayed through it and everything was like, I was so ready, ready to go, you know, they uh-huh. came and then it was like early labor is not very painful. And so I was like, it's working, yeah. it's working, you know, um, and then it started getting much more intense <laughs> and painful. I was like, uh-huh. oh, gosh, what's going on? Um, and I'm like praying in the spirit. And John's like, you know, we're playing worship music yeah. and everything. And I was like done. Mm. And I was already done. And I was only five centimeters dilated. Oh, and I'm like, I looked at John with like tears in my oh. eyes. I'm like, God, what? John, why isn't this working? And he's like, pray. <laughs> and I said, I asked God and he's like, wait just a little bit longer Mm. and then I was getting antibiotics for the GBS Uh and so I thought like they had a they had a laboring tub it's not a birthing tub you're not allowed to have the baby there but you're allowed to like labor in there and so I was on like planning to go there after my antibiotics were done Mm. and I thought that oh the water is going to be what relieves my pain Mm -hmm. and so I'm done I'm about to get out and I suddenly feel like like the urge to push like I have to go poo Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is the you know telltale sign that baby is near and that was literally like a minute or two from when I they checked and it was five centimeters Mm. and and then they're like okay that's weird let's check you again and baby was coming oh wow and so she like 
just shot out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit TMI, but she was still in her bag, oh. and mid- the midwife was really excited because you know, and call. Um, that's what they call it, like in the sack. Uh-huh. Babies are, you know, it's like cool, yeah. right? So she was like trying to have her come out, and then like I pushed so hard, it like yeah. splattered <laughs> everywhere, like on six nurses and my midwife, and I was so embarrassed. Uh-huh. Uh, but she slipped right out. It was mm-hmm. like six minutes later, she was born. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, then for, for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know, the baby, yeah, is encased in like a like a water sack, right? Amniotic right? sack. So wait. Is that what the water breaking is? Yeah, that yes, is what the water. That's right. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. So when the water breaks, it's that sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I remember John telling me that, uh-huh. like the Dalai Lama, like yes. when they're selected, they have to be born that way yeah. in order to be eligible. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what the like, midwife said. She said, "You're ha- you're gonna have a Dalai yeah. Lama birth," and I was like, "Ooh, yeah. whatever that means." Uh, but no, we 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 burst that bubble quite literally. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and then she came out. But when I looked back, actually, so up to the five was painful. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of like revelation in that. Um, but then the five to 10 and giving birth was completely painless. Mm. And when I look back again, the people that were praying for me at that time, they were praying for both a supernatural and a prophetic birth. Mm. And I, I felt like actually it was perfectly that was only after I processed because mm. I was so distraught afterwards. I'm like so mad at God. I was like, God, I did, I gave you everything. <laughs> uh-huh. But then um, in processing uh-huh. at home with John through prayer, I was like, wow, actually he did exactly what I prayed for and what mm. other people were praying. Um, so, so what was the reason you think that like you felt pain up to the five centimeters? Oh, so the revelations mm. actually I got was Matthew 24 i believe where you know the signs of the end times Mm -hmm. and the specific verse uh that he had me feel through my body was that if it wasn't for the sake of the elect um that he shortened the time that literally no one would be saved i had this like understanding of the end times that we'd be like victorious you know walking through it like like you know just yeah warriors and you know like there's nothing to worry about worry about but I literally felt like I wasn't going to make it, (laughs) you know, like through my body. And when I said, God, I have no more, that was when the baby came. And and I felt like what he was saying to me, that's what it's going to be like. Like when we run out of everything, that grace is going to come and take us home. Like Jesus is going to split the sky. It's going to be glorious. But up until then, it really is going to be a fight Mm. and to like hold on and to believe. Um, Even like I was believing for, wait, God, why isn't this working? Um, That it is going to work. It's just, it's going to, you know, you're going to have to go through that process though. Mm. So that's definitely marked my faith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's amazing though. That Mm -hmm. even through that, like the whole journey, I guess, is like kind of mind boggling. Yeah. That you like were in that place that could introduce you to, you know, supernatural birth giving and Mm -hmm. then throughout the whole process. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So uh, being being that the uh, Dasa's birth was mm-hmm. so revelatory, mm-hmm. was it kind of anticlimactic when Maya was born or were there different revelations in that? Uh, yeah, Maya's was really confusing for me because <laughs> yeah. I guess like I didn't really prepare with Maya. Mm-hmm. I just was like open for anything to happen. Mm-hmm. And sadly, <laughs> I guess, unfortunately, that's maybe that was the attitude that brought like mm-hmm. that circumstance. Mm-hmm. I think my that midwife 
uh, that I had had come from another birth immediately because she was like already dressed out and and like I could tell like she looked a little you know like she was sweating or Mm. something and she just was trying to get over with it there was it would there was no like tenderness you know she came to me I was I was laboring and it I was already experiencing I think transitional contractions which are the more Mm. intense ones but she went ahead and like popped my water without even like asking my for asking me for my consent Uh and what i realized that obviously popping your water will um like quicken things but then it also makes the contractions hurt so much more because there's less cushion Mm. and so i thought i was gonna black out literally like that's how painful it was i think maybe Mm. it was 40 minutes Mm. of that and then maya came Mm. but it was like seriously blindingly painful mm-hmm. and um yeah just kind of traumatic in that sense because mm. she just like she even checked how dilated it, i was while i was contracting to see wow. how my body was progressing i don't know why mm. that was necessary but mm. literally like it's painful just to be checked even when you're not contracting mm-hmm. it's painful just contracting right. <laughs> you know but it's i don't know worse. why she did that to me i don't know what was happening but it was literally the worst pain i've potentially ever experienced in my life wow. yeah wow yeah and, and so that just <laughs> of your kids maya was a little bit bigger when she was born right is that right so everyone was progressively bigger except thassa she was the smallest so mm. yeah maya was seven pounds and three ounces and then Zion was the biggest. Oh. She, he was seven pounds and fifteen ounces, so uh-huh. just right short under eight pounds. So like your birthing journey mm-hmm. uh, up to your third child is like very mixed bag. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, given all of that, mm-hmm. like if I were you mm-hmm. and I had come off of giving birth to dasa yeah i think i would be very open to like home birth because mm-hmm. right? like it was like a pretty good and like you had all these revelations yeah. and like a good process right but maya's birth it sounds like <laughs> it was like one of the worst yes. so how did you like or were you in making the decision to do a home birth for zion was it like mm. i need to was consider I? this let's or? see <laughs> um so yeah there's a long story there too mm. Um, so before Zion, mm. I, you know, I had the pregnancy mm. and we miscarried that one. Mm. But right. So even the process with with that uh, pregnancy, it was so like divine for me. Mm. Um, there were like dreams. Um, my sister-in-law had a dream and then literally like and then I had a dream that morning uh, that I was pregnant. And that's what got me to ask John to go get a pregnancy test. Oh, wow. And then I was confirmed positive. So, mm. you know, and, and then three days before I found out I was pregnant, um, I randomly researched uh, the midwife that was recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, she was only servicing Marietta. Mm. But then when I looked her up, this was before I found out I was pregnant, right? Mm. Like she had just opened up a like an office here in Lawrenceville because she moved. Oh wow! So I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. Like my next pregnancy, I'm I'm gonna, mm. you know, ask her. Mm. And again, I think I was coming back into it because of where my faith journey was mm-hmm. too. I was just beginning to believe again, you know, God again challenging me with those things. I think mm. it had to do with, like, believing for dreams. Yeah. 
And so that's like one of the things, right? Like the home birth, you know, and all of that stuff. And so um, I reached out to her at that time and she actually walked me through until I miscarried. And then, Mm. yeah, and and then I reached out to her again Mm. halfway into my next pregnancy with Zion. Um, So I was seen at the hospital up to week 20. Mm -hmm. And then I transferred over to her um, because one of the things with uh, the midwife that I um, like, there aren't many ultrasounds that she does. Mm. And but with the hospital, you know, it's like earlier on you get a good amount. And so I just needed that kind of peace of mind. Right. Um, Right. So that's kind of I don't know if that answered your question. But but, (laughs) I'm sorry. I know we talked right before about that, but like. Just talking about the births. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, four kids. But mm-hmm. yeah, Zion's mm-hmm. a rainbow rainbow baby. Yes, right? he is. Yes. So, I mean, like, what kind of toll does that take on a mother who... Oh, gosh, my gosh. I can't yeah. Even yeah. Um, I think, I mean, John and I hit, it, hit on it in our... It was the last podcast that mm. we... I think the last episode that we um, recorded with Butt Honey, mm. um, talking about grief and hope. Mm. Uh, and again, like the grief was so deep, not just because of like losing a child, but because of so many promises that were linked to him. Mm. Like, again, it was such a good setup. Right. Mm. And it looked like, wow, God, like you were really making a way. And then like so much like question yeah. marks. Right. Confusion. Left. Yeah. Confusion yeah. and a lot to just process through. Um, but it. Yeah. Mis- man, miscarriages are very common. Mm. Um, and in that way, I think I was really thankful to be able to connect with other mothers that were, that have gone through it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, emotionally, obviously it's like very difficult, Mm. but I didn't realize how physically like difficult it was, um, for me because it was a missed miscarriage, which is like when you have had the baby, even though it was, you know, not viable like if you carry if you continue to carry for i think over like a month or something mm-hmm. it's like a missed miscarriage oh, and wow. so i actually um went through everything naturally mm-hmm. which took a course of like i think like 2 months um normally like not normally but you have the option of doing a dnc mm-hmm. which is you know same thing as an abortion procedure and you, mm-hmm. like they they clear it out for you mm-hmm. um and that's very just like you know that day and then yeah you obviously have to recover from the procedure but it's done but then for me it was literally like a slow and everything everything like I had contractions all that time I was bleeding all that time Mm. um and then the time when like my body really passed everything it it was like giving birth the Mm. pain of those contractions were so intense that I was taking like eight to ten Advil a day like it wow. was, um, yeah, just really physically mm. painful. I didn't realize. And that's me at miscarrying early, mm. you know, but, you know, moms that go through it later on and then like stillbirths, like, yeah. it's just, I can't imagine what that's like. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So, but I'm sure with Zion, mm-hmm. it was like, even more yes <laughs> hope in like when he was born and all that right? yeah yeah um i had such a solid group of moms around me mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, like during that time and just our community they really re- surrounded us um 
um and so actually we got pregnant like um three months after the miscarriage mm. oh wow yeah so it was very quick and of course there were lots of there was a you know anxiety mm. um in it that i had to work through but god really brought me to a really really good place mm. yeah and i think yeah again he did so much more than just um having to do with the pregnancy um he taught me how to like lean mm. on people mm-hmm. <laughs> and him in a very practical way yeah. like i think being helped is harder for me than helping and mm. i think that's the case for a lot of people hmm interesting yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's just general maybe like korean yeah, <laughs> yeah. thing like right? don't right. be a burden to right. others but then galatians 6 9 says you know bear one another's burdens mm. and thus fulfill the law of christ like mm. literally like bearing one another's burdens is not just being willing to carry someone else's it's, it's willing to let someone else carry yours mm-hmm. and i actually didn't know that i was not willing to do that mm. <laughs> until i went through something like that and so mm. God really worked so much, wow. yeah, in that yeah. season. Yeah, I remember watching your. I think when I watched your gender reveal mm-hmm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. it was when I found out you guys were even pregnant. Oh wow! Yeah, because oh. I mean, like I mean, like yeah, pandemic. I didn't put out a lot at all. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I think I knew you guys had miscarried. Mm. So I, I don't know. Like I don't think the topic was something we like wanted to like bring up yeah you know? yeah yeah um so yeah mm-hmm. like when i saw that i was like oh that's so great mm-hmm. and then when i saw the blue i was like oh, good for john yeah. like, you know, finally <laughs> yes he's getting i'm happy son. for him <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so then yeah let's get into the the juicy part yeah um oh, i don't know if i want that imagery but like <laughs> wait, sorry Too uh, literal. <laughs> um with home birth like yeah. how was first of all how does that even work mm. <laughs> okay um like what aspects of it? Like the like setting up and. So let me ask, where does it take place? Does it have to take place in like a bathroom or in like? The oh, bedroom? that's up to you. Yeah, Anywhere? you can do mm-hmm. whatever you like. I guess if I had the master, I might have done done the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like if we had a master bathroom, we I think I may have considered just birthing in the tub. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my midwife actually just lends out her birthing pools to her clients okay and all we need to do is get like a a liner over it um and so what we did was i I chose the kids playroom which is upstairs Mm -hmm. um and then we cleared that out brought you you saw the mess of a toy room (laughs) that the basement has become because Uh we brought all of that down to the basement here um and then we set up uh-huh. the birthing the birthing room there. So yeah. when you do a home birth, mm-hmm. is it always in water? No. No? It doesn't no. have to be? No, it doesn't oh. have to be. Okay, but, but I always wanted a water birth. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you are set up with like a pool. Yes. And you're just in the pool. And from what I remember, mm-hmm. very clearly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like fluids and blood and stuff. Right? Yeah. So uh-huh. is there... You just have to like deal with it, or is there <laughs> something that like? Uh, so let me show you my uh-huh. setup first. Okay. This was one of the most like, oh. po- like I don't, I don't know enjoyable parts of this. Um, if you're watching the video. Yeah, I loved that we were able to like oh, decorate so the room to yeah. what we wanted, uh-huh. you know, and like these the the cards hanging are these like birth affirmation cards oh. that I'll talk about later, mm-hmm. but, um, so. 
if you're going to birth in the pool, that's actually best case scenario because they clean it up themselves. Like the setup, John had a lot to do with it, but um, but the cleanup was like they just handled everything because they they know they have a sump pump. Mm. You put a pantyhose over it so it takes out all the liquids, and then the liner you just wrap it up and you toss it. So it's oh. like they do all the cleanup afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the team like when they were. Uh, they came for like a home visit right before the mm-hmm. birth and they're like when we're done mm-hmm. there will be no trace of a birth having been done here except with the ba- except the baby, the baby in your yeah. arms yeah so i was like oh, oh. i love that you know because john was so worried too he was like <laughs> oh my god we clean yeah. all that up yeah john's like kind of yeah. ocd like, <laughs> so, oh so there's a team it's not just yes. a midwife yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so she oh, had see, see. um she had two others with mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and um her assistant she was very handy and mm. like they have like <laughs> these competitions amongst each other how, who can fold up the uh, birthing pool the smallest <laughs> afterwards and uh, stuff like that so i mean fine. they really did so well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so when so I'm, I'm just the only birthing location i know of is a mm-hmm. hospital mm-hmm. so like the things that i know that happen are they're monitoring you and the baby like mm-hmm. the whole time mm-hmm is that something that happens in the home birth as well? So they do something called called heart tones, which mm-hmm. is um, the, I guess you would call it a sonogram, right? Where mm-hmm. they hear the uh, baby's heartbeat. Yeah, they yeah. check every half hour, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing that. And then mainly earlier on, it's just they let me labor the way that I want. They mm-hmm. will, there's like enough space on the floor or there's the bed or there's the um, yoga ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then different positions uh they had given me like a little pamphlet of like what your birthing partner can can do for you Mm -hmm. while you're birthing or laboring um and so all of those things were very helpful and what what, but i really enjoyed like being outside of the hospital setting because you can do what you want you know right yeah you don't have to be sitting or whatever it is um or in the bed so that helped a Mm. lot okay yeah uh with the heart tones and then I don't know what else is not normal <laughs> so with Shirley it was yeah, they monitored the baby but mm-hmm. they were also monitoring her like contractions yeah yeah does that you guys said too uh remember? contractions not so much mm-hmm. I think um they would ju- just ask me here or there like oh how often are they coming mm-hmm. um like how intense are they but they can tell even just by my body language mm, like yeah. oh it's like gonna be soon or whatever it is <laughs> yeah yeah and you know come to think of it mm-hmm. like looking at the picture mm-hmm. that is a much like cozier calmer environment mm-hmm. than a hospital because mm-hmm. hospitals always have that white light oh yeah it's all very like yeah mechanical uh-huh I sterile say. right yeah, yeah. Right, sterile yeah uh-huh. and like yeah so mm-hmm. i can see that being a more calming at like environment too yeah yeah give birth and had at. like a birthing playlist oh. you know worship playlist just uh. it was great oh, wow. <laughs> so what are what were the uh, affirmation cards for? okay so this is like s- some of the preparation that i did this time around uh-huh. um i somehow during my pregnancy came across the like these like webinars mm. of um of like pain-free birth and Mm. it wasn't not it wasn't even necessarily like always in the context of faith it's Mm. i think it's getting more well known out there Mm -hmm. and so um i came across one where they recommended these cards and it's like here this one wow 
it says, what, what does it say? I, I breathe in and out, riding each contraction like a wave. Yeah, and so it, it gives you an affirmation. It gives you some type of encouragement to lock into. And on the back, there's like... <laughs> Sorry, the focus oh, is... Oh, no. It's okay. It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, on the back, there's more, um, I guess, like a, a description of how you can engage in that encouragement. Mm. And so I would read through some oh, of these. Wow. Uh-huh. And I had them hanging already in my room. Like I, I slept mostly in the birthing room because we have a purple mattress there, mm-hmm. and I couldn't sleep on my normal mattress while I was pregnant because it was so uncomfortable. Oh. Um, so then doing that, and then there was another. There's a uh, Christian hypnobirthing app, okay. and they have tracks, just speaking scripture. It's like meditation. Oh, yeah, and you just cool. you just sit there, you know, and just mm-hmm. breathing, and you're speaking scripture over your body, and saying things like this, like affirming your body and mm-hmm. believing, like this is a natural process that I'm ready to do this, and and it actually like prepared me mm-hmm. like mentally, and mm-hmm. I think that's what I was missing with Dasa's birth. Mm-hmm. It was I I was pre- I I was prepared spiritually but I wasn't prepared mentally mm. on how to, like what tools do I use when yeah. I'm experiencing those contractions and yeah. they're painful, what am I supposed to do, you know? Right. Um, but I yeah, took those webinars and then d- just like all this information came my way mm-hmm. and it really helped me to engage and experience like the birth that I was wanting to experience mm-hmm. <laughs> and i can't say it was like a hundred percent pain-free but it was i would say 95 percent like wow. pain-free actually yeah yeah and it was because of the way um i prepared my brain i think mm-hmm. to handle the sensation of these contractions yeah. um so what I think it did was the sensation is u- usually if you just like experience it, then it's painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- okay. This is actually really exciting. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> I got excited. Uh-huh. Um, the One of the activities that the uh-huh. webinar um, introduced was this, like you hold ice in your hands uh-huh. and you, they, she tells you to wait like 30 seconds and then do it again for a minute and then do it again for a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And the first time, it's like, it hurts so much. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you just can't wait for it to be over. Yeah. And then the second time, she like puts up a picture. And then it was like a beach, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you do it while you're looking at the beach and mm-hmm. pretending you're there. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, you don't feel this as much. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is the way. Okay, but then I didn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like envision stuff i just engaged in the sensation Mm -hmm. to be productive movement Mm -hmm. and it was more of this feeling than it was pain Mm. and so what i realized was like when you move remove the fear factor of what you think this is going to be Mm -hmm. it really is just a feeling Mm. and productive movement for your baby to you know make its way out wow. and that's how i felt it for the wow. most part yeah you know that reminds me um when i was in youth group mm-hmm. we had a chundasanim who was a career army guy mm-hmm. and one of our like friday night activities was he had all these buckets of ice water outside oh yeah he said go inside you're gonna s- stand in there for two minutes uh-huh. and you need to overcome it with prayer oh <laughs> wow <laughs> if you pray hard enough it's not gonna <laughs> hurt 
I think he should have given us a little bit more context, but like I think that was That's like a great activity. Yeah, I, I think um, it was a uh, like yeah. and people were like, oh, like, some people were like it actually worked, and uh-huh. other people were like that didn't do anything. Yeah. So it was like. But I, I guess like, kind of in the same vein, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. I know that's how Shirley did her births. Yeah. Because she did, I mean, she didn't do home births, but mm-hmm. she did it naturally with that epidural. Mm-hmm. And she really mentally prepared herself yeah. um, to understand what the sensations were going to be mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. And like, like in your way, like of thinking, like knowing that these contractions are movement for the kid right, to right. come out and stuff. Yeah. So well, that's a... Oh, that's very interesting. That's mm-hmm. an interesting exercise. You guys yeah. should try that. Yeah. If you guys are listening. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprisingly effective. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after the birth, like, without being too graphic, like, mm-hmm. is it like Zion just like is like floating there? <laughs> or okay, like, so I was on my knees hanging over the tub, uh-huh. and so he came out backwards, uh-huh. like, and then my midwife pushed him towards me, and I picked him up like this. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. he doesn't really go in the water he was in the water oh so you're submerged in the water yes i'm oh, submerged I see, in I the see, water because I, I was in the pool uh-huh. and then the pool's actually pretty deep mm. so even while i was on my knees i would say my my like my hip down was still in the water mm-hmm. um so he yeah he came out yeah and then he just like that <laughs> she's like pick him up pick him oh, up wow. i picked him up uh-huh. and the cord was really short so like I'm supposed to stay there for a while, uh-huh. um, but then they had to like start taking water out because <laughs> mm. like I was supposed to put him on my chest, but the cord was too short, so I was he was like down here, mm-hmm. um, and then I remember them just like trying to take the water out so that we could just like hang out for a little bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Because you know there are people who say um, doing water birth is great because mm-hmm. good transition from water to water. Yeah, water to yeah. water. Is that like real? I think so. Yeah, yeah I've seen so. I've seen so many birthing videos mm-hmm. <laughs> that it became like a hobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then um, I've seen like them even just leave them in the water for a good bit oh. because technically they're breathing through the cord still, right? right they haven't right. taken their first breath yet. And mm-hmm. so they just like let them <laughs> oh, wow. hang out for a little bit and then just like really gently take them out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. I would say the water is most helpful for the mom mm. because hmm. um, I so as soon as I so I was contracting mm-hmm. and what I realized, though, was that the, I took a shower mm-hmm. and then my contraction stopped. Mm-hmm. And so it eases the contractions, but it also can relax you so much that it can like delay it. So then I tried to labor as long as I could outside of the water before mm-hmm. getting into the pool. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I got in the pool, it was amazing. It feels so great. Like mm-hmm. the contra- the pain is like, it, it definitely lessens the intensity of the contractions. Also oh. being able to maneuver your body, like, like it's anti-gravity in the right, water, you know? Like right. even sitting in the water feels so different like then sitting on the bed mm. because like there's like weight lifted off of your right you know right. just yourself i guess and just yeah being able to move like freely it was wonderful i just loved the water wow. yeah and i guess some of the cleaning happens as the baby goes in the water right because as soon as you give birth mm-hmm. both my kids were just they look like zombies and like the <laughs> a lot of blood that's like all over yeah you yeah know? yeah so yeah i guess does that 
was that a part of it? Yeah, I mean, like it washes <laughs> off like pretty quick. Uh-huh. I actually lost a good amount of blood. Oh no. Um, so mm. then uh, she gave me like a shot of pitocin, which mm. I'm glad they're they're also like equipped with. Apparently, oh, the pitocin helps stop the blood, mm. um, like some of the hemorrhaging if if there is any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, yeah, after that, because of that, I also they like clamped. Because usually they also leave um, the umbilical cord mm-hmm. to drain, mm-hmm. and actually it did drain. If it did fully drain before they they um, snipped it, mm-hmm. but then we came out of the b- the pool pretty quick just because of the amount of blood that I mm. lost. Yeah. So, don't actually I don't know what happened with Kaylin's birth. I don't recall, but with Aisley's, mm-hmm. I remember Shirley gave birth to the child. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor was like, "Okay, you gotta push again, cause oh, like with the, for, for the, the placenta." Yeah, yeah. So like, did that? Did you do that in the water as well? Or? Yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that came pretty quick too. Um, and then, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, but they made a placenta smoothie for me, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-huh. <laughs> which is not what you think. It's uh-huh. just a fruit smoothie with uh-huh. like a maybe two by. One by one, one okay. by one square of placenta in it. Um, I'm glad you explained that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking of it's something gross, much right? different. Like the whole thing in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, if I guess most people don't know what a placenta looks like, huh? Uh huh. It's like huge. It looks like <laughs> what I imagine, like an organ to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. It literally is actually the only disposable organ that, like, oh. like your your body can create uh-huh. like a woman right it yeah. just it's yeah it's a huge sack like a big liver <laughs> or something yeah, yeah yeah it looks like a liver yeah. kind of i guess i don't know what a liver looks <laughs> yeah. like but I, it's um, what i imagine yeah that's what i imagine <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah. yeah so they just like snipped a little piece of it uh-huh. like cle- cleared the blood yeah. off of it and then put it into a fruit smoothie so you drink I, was, it? I did yeah oh. it didn't it didn't taste like anything but a fruit smoothie huh, huh. yeah because it's so little uh-huh. and then i did encapsulate the rest actually uh-huh. and i took it for a little bit but i didn't finish it so encapsulating i've heard of this mm-hmm. is it that's where they the make it into pill form yes so that you can like vitamin kind of thing yeah right? yeah basically they um i forgot what procedure my midwife used but it's like uh dehydrating it or something like that and mm. then they grind it up and then they put it into these gel mm-hmm. capsules um and then it's supposed to help with your recovery um especially on the emotional end i heard mm. like it's really good for preventing postpartum depression um and then like helping you to regulate hormones uh energy level um and so i i don't think i really needed it but john Uh was like you know if it's good for you just go ahead and do it so i was like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's wild yeah it is i know (laughs) like some people out there they're like (laughs) that's kind of disgusting and crazy but but i do hear i mean it's like all the nutrients Mm -hmm. that a human being has needed to yeah. create its body. So I mean, I'm sure it has to be good, right? All right. We are actually the only mammals who don't consume our placenta after mm. giving birth. Every single animal, they eat it mm. right after. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, my one of my friends in Kansas City, uh-huh. her husband actually cut it up and like stir fried it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. 
So I'm like, that's next level. <laughs> I heard even like you could do like placenta lasagna、uh, or something that like that. I'm like, I'd rather、crazy. do something not, you know, like savory. Like yeah,、that. like a pill, I can kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Actually, cooking it. <laughs> wow, that's that's、yeah. that is next level.、Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay, so you know,、uh, I'm glad to talk to you about this because my. Notion of what a home birth birth looked like、mm-hmm. was much different because、mm-hmm. I thought it would be like one midwife, and she doesn't really have a lot of medical equipment. I see, yeah. And so, like when you said that she gave you pitocin, that, yeah, that was surprising, right? Yeah. And so,、uh, like doulas are one thing, and then a midwife is another. But the、mm. midwife is really、uh, like you need to get go through so much more schooling, right? And right. they're really there as your like. You know, medical like they have to know that stuff,、mm-hmm. um, and like yeah, they, they're prepared in that way. Yeah,、um, to even make the call if they need to to like to go to the hospital.、Mm. Uh, actually, the two clients that she had right before me that gave birth had to go to the hospital,、mm. and, and so she was like, "Lydia, please, like, <laughs> you can do it." Break the <laughs>、yeah. I'm like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah." So it was great. I mean, and then like the. Everything you need in terms of equipment,、mm. she had on her site this、um, like birthing package. So all you had to do was order that,、mm. and everything was there.、Mm. Yeah, so it was pretty simple.、Mm. I mean, John had to do a lot of the setup、yeah. in terms of like blowing up the pool, and then、um, like attaching a hose to our shower head that will fill the pool. Oh,、um, right, right. And then, since we like literally like redid the room, <laughs> there was a lot there that John had to do.、Mm. Um, but <sighs> other than that, I mean, it's very well. No, I, John still had to do a lot more、mm. because in the hospital, I think there's more space for the birthing partner to just kind of like observe.、Mm-hmm. But he had to be like really engaged with me. He、mm. was there the whole time,、mm-hmm. and John's like a great birthing partner. Like he just. You know, like, and and this time I gave him more information. He was、mm-hmm. like, "This is like, this is more you can do." <laughs> <laughs>、yeah. Like certain,、um, like pouring water on on you feels good,、oh. or like,、um, like, like hip squeezes.、Um, there are certain positions, and so he was very involved.、Mm-hmm. And I know that was much more, what is it like,、um, like tasking for mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. you know?、Mm-hmm. But then. He always wanted to give me my dream birth too, so、mm. oh, <laughs> he was willing、yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I,、mm-hmm. when Shirley gave birth, she before she watched all these videos about、mm-hmm. how to like ease the contraction、mm-hmm. pains. So one thing I know really helped her was she wanted she labored on like a birthing ball, yeah, like a big yoga ball, yeah.、And、like we like crossed our hands and like like held like、mm-hmm. this for whatever reason it like eased the pain for、oh, her. Oh,、so, like, cool. I, that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.、That's、But、great. wow, home births. <laughs> that's. It didn't, it sounds pretty so.、Mm-hmm. Um, with the birthing with the birthing part of it done,、mm-hmm. how was the recovery? Because one comment、uh, Shirley made was,、yeah. she was out of the hospital so quick after Kaylin because、mm-hmm. she was so worried about Aisley. Yeah, but she's like, oh, now that Aisley and Kaylin have each other,、mm-hmm. if we have a third child,、mm-hmm. I'm gonna relax and I'm gonna、yeah. chill at the hospital. Yes, <laughs> so, girl, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was there、uh, any disadvantages of? Recovering at home versus at a hospital.、Mm, well, so my angel of a sister-in-law actually had volunteered to take、mm-hmm. our kids like to her place、mm-hmm. for three, 
I think it was supposed to be two nights at first, mm -hmm. but she extended it to like a week. It was practically, Aww. yeah, so I had the best of both worlds. Mm. Like, I think one of the benefits in the hospital is that you get that just alone time. If you do have right. other children, mm -hmm. then you have time to recover, and then the nurses are taking care of you, mm -hmm. um, and like literally you press a button, right, and you right. get what you need. Right. Um, but I think I had the better, the, like the better of all of that mm -hmm. because the nurse was my husband. <laughs> Shout out to right? John. Yeah. Um, and then um, also, uh, yeah, my children were taken care of. Mm. Like, so yeah. it was getting hospital care better than hospital care at mm. home in the comfort of my home. Right. Um, and so circumstantially, it's just like we were just so blessed. Mm. Uh, but I know that that's not the case for everyone. So mm. that definitely is something you probably need to plan for right. or... Um, or just consider the cost for, I guess. Mm. I know like a lot of the birthing videos that I watched again, they actually wanted their children to be around. Um, and so I've seen really beautiful videos where like the children were a part of it. Like mm. there was one where uh, the son was like reading the birthing affirmation cards to her uh, to his mom, and it was like it was so beautiful. Oh. Yeah, wait, and even wait. just so the, the son is at the present for the birth. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I see how it affects the children too. Mm, mm. That um, you know, it normalizes it for them. Mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then even um, whether it's for the for a son or a daughter, mm. you know, it's just it, it removes just any like the stigma. Yeah, that, or yeah. the fear. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and being I guess being able to witness your sibling literally from the moment of their birth. Yeah. That, that is that's got to be special. Yeah. 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 Aw, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, well, actually, uh, on the well, it was a midwife and a doula, right? Yeah. If you want more information about the differences, there's a excellent podcast called "When I Grow Up." Mm. Um, Blair had a midwife come on and great plug. Yeah, yes. they had that whole conversation of yeah. what the difference is. But you were also on the podcast yes. "When I Grow Up," talking mm -hmm. about um, homeschooling. Yes. So using that as a segue, mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, yeah, being, what, what it's like being a homeschool mm -hmm. mother, mm -hmm. homeschooling mother, especially because you homeschooled, sent your kids to a school for a little bit, and then you yeah. also homeschooled again. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to understand um, what is your, I guess, motivation behind mm -hmm. homeschooling? Mm -hmm. And I mean, any like considerations that go into that, making that decision mm. and like what was it like when your kids were going to school versus you know mm. when you homeschooled yeah. yeah wow I just had like a whole flashback <laughs> of like the entire journey mm. but um uh, Addie was three when I started and uh, I was in Kansas City mm -hmm. again that's like the best you know like community and culture yeah. to be in I was introduced again through all the moms that were around me um, and I remember like when I started considering it I was like there's no way that I can do this mm. you know and um, I it really felt like such a distant like reality that I can't really accomplish mm. but then once I put my hand to it, it was so doable and actually helped our day rather than like exacerbating it. Mm. So w 
at the age three, it really is just more play, you know, and like activities more than it is uh, like academic. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like as a mom, as a stay-at-home mom, you're doing that with your child anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it actually helped me to incorporate a curriculum and a schedule uh, to fill that time, rather than me like just you know, just like I don't know, like well, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and then so because I enjoyed that first year so much. Um, I continued with DASA, but then when we moved here to Georgia, uh, when I was pregnant with Maya, I did put Addie and DASA into like a, it was uh, a church like school program. Okay. And so Addie was in kindergarten and DASA was in the two-year-old class. DASA didn't do very well, but Addie, um, she learned to read mm. at that time. Oh, wow. And that really helped like again with the foundation of bringing her back when we started homeschooling again Mm -hmm. um she actually was she's just like a natural learner Mm -hmm. and i do believe all children are you just need to like help them cultivate the joy for learning and that's what i talked about mostly actually in Mm -hmm. the podcast with blair Mm -hmm. um that once you instill a joy for learning into a child like the rest is really easy Mm -hmm. because you don't have to pull teeth you know for them to like gain more information and education and so um bringing her back home and continuing uh she really started to self-teach even at that time like in first grade because she would see that i have the teacher curriculum in front in front of me and Mm -hmm. then she does her her stuff right Mm -hmm. and so this was like when i had maya Mm -hmm. and so when i was busy like breastfeeding or whatever it was cooking for them she would go ahead and just read the teacher curriculum and then do the next thing that she had to do and so that's that was the beginning of her self-teaching and she still does that now Mm. um we're doing an online curriculum at the moment and so she like i rarely like almost to like a like guilt (laughs) you know that i i rarely have to help her through things Mm. unless it's something that like it's new a entirely new concept that she needs just a little bit of explanation for but the curriculum itself explains those new concepts and she has the ability to learn through reading and so it really has been more of a self-teaching journey Mm. for Addie from then on Mm. with dasa when i started um i did she she actually like all of it was more of like my doing Mm -hmm. with dasa Mm because i realized her learning um style was different from Mm -hmm. addy um addy again she was able to take in like as soon as she read but then with dasa she really wanted more uh she thrived more in yeah like instruction but like creative instruction which is like hands-on tactile things um and then she learned to read and then it's like it's great, you know. <laughs> so you know how you, when you said Dasa didn't do as well in mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. or the church that you yeah, sent yeah. her to, mm-hmm. was it like she didn't enjoy it or she wasn't making progress? What, what did you mean by she, she didn't do well? She wasn't herself, and mm. uh, I knew this at the end of the year because I went to I went to pick her up. This was almost like a week out before all of it was done, right? Yeah. And the, the teacher said to me. Oh, da- Dasa uh, talked in, in in class today. 
I said, excuse me, has she not been talking this whole time? Uh, and the thing with Dasa is she, like, when she's in her zone, yeah. she is the wildest of all mm, my children. Mm-hmm. And she has this, like, silly side to her, and she, like, really thrives at home. But then she clams up when she's not comfortable. Mm. And so I realized, oh, my gosh, like, poor child was, yeah. you know, uncomfortable the whole time. And, of course, there's an aspect of her learning to grow out of that, too. Yeah. Um, but then... At that young of an age, I didn't want her to have to force, you know, that that just like her not being in her element. Yeah. Um, and so I was glad to bring her back. Yeah. And um, she really, yeah, she loves homeschooling. And mm. now she actually homeschools Maya. Oh, wow. <laughs> she, um, yeah, so since Zion was born, uh-huh. um, I took an even more of a backseat. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, I'm trying to get back into our daily routine now, but... Um, she took upon herself Aww. to homeschool Maya. And so she goes through letters, numbers. That's so sweet. Um, yeah, and she loves it. And I mm. see like a natural teacher inside of her. So mm. yeah, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this has been the easiest by far. I, I tell everyone, mm. like up to two children is really difficult. Mm. And then three and on, I think the more you have, it gets easier. Yeah, because one day Maya's going to be teaching Zaya. Exactly. And I just, you know, I just make them food. Uh, (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, what what motivated you, even beside like, what you went through in Kansas City Mm -hmm. and like the community around you, is is that the only reason Mm. that you went into homeschooling? Or Um, is there something that keeps you keeping on with the homeschooling yeah that's a great question actually we pray into it year by year and Mm -hmm. i think that's what gives us the fresh motivation for it Mm. um like you mentioned before uh earlier this school year uh, we had actually uh put them into um, uh, a charter school and i love the school is actually great Mm. they they have a bilingual program Mm. offering korean uh, mandarin english and they were doing well Mm. but Actually, so they, they were there for about like almost two months. Mm-hmm. And in that time, what, what began to happen, actually, our entire family life mm. started shifting to support their school life. Mm. And what I realized was there's just the there's, if not even more amount of resources and time going into them going to school mm. as like me homeschooling. And then, and then I realized that, well, but, but then I'm doing all of that, putting all those resources to support the teacher's agenda mm. and not the agenda that I, sh- I actually want to provide for mm. my children, mm. you know, with a biblical background, with, you know, just a, a you know, worldview, like different things, like character things yeah. that I want to hit on with my children, like family time, like a culture that I want to establish. Like there was so much time, you know, being poured into this secondary thing that I didn't really want Mm. to have as the pillar, you know, Uh, like everything's pouring into this thing. Like, wait, why am I doing this? And that's why we actually, we brought them back. And it was such a good like reset for me and John, actually, Mm. like John and I prayed like through it together this Mm. time. And then we got uh, like fresh, um, like goals and, um, like values for mm. our family mm. um 
And it was like, it was a very practical breakdown. And so the verse that we got was love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Mm -hmm. And then we actually like created different parts of our schedule uh, to reflect that value. And Mm so like loving the Lord with your mind is where education comes in. And uh, we incorporated like Bible, you know, time Mm -hmm. and, um, and then with heart, like worship, we started, uh, every morning with worship and prayer and then even the physical aspects like we started exercising together mm-hmm. you know as a family mm-hmm. uh, and then we have like uh, Mondays set out to be our family days mm-hmm. and, and we start off the day with a date with one of our children so if it's Aww. like um, if it's if it's a, a mommy date day then I'll have it with you know with Addie we just had it with Addie um this past Monday. So uh, all of those things, you know, it requires time yeah. and resources. Mm. And I'm like, th- this is what I want to do, mm. you know? And it like, I believe in some of what the school does, yeah. but it doesn't, it's nowhere near what I want to hit on together as a family. Right. And so we brought them back and then it really gave me even more of, of a gratitude for the fact that like, I can do this, mm. you know, and I get to do this. Mm. And it's not like just another ho- homeschooling year, you know? Right. Um, and so we were really, really thankful for that reset. Um, and we, we want to keep doing that actually, mm. but just like every year, fresh values, fresh. Yeah. Do, do you think you'll do it until they go to college or that's, that's why we pray into it every, every year. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that gets a little tricky because if, if, you know, we do get the decision for, like, per se, Addie mm-hmm. to go back to, like, school, mm-hmm. then I don't know if we're allowed to, like, you know, go back and forth like that. I think it mm-hmm. actually at, by a certain age, you just need to keep going. Right. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is a, It has been a year-by-year decision for us mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. yeah. And it mm-hmm. sounds like it's going great. Yeah. 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 That, is, that is awesome. And, you know, not to get too controversial, but you're saying um, there are things like morals and values that schools try to install on your kids. Mm-hmm. And you, as a, as a Christian woman, mm-hmm. might have different morals and values yes. that you want to install. in your, Is that also a factor in, in this? Yes, in hugely. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, it, I think there is more discipleship happening than we think in that context uh it's either through it's not just through the information that they get in Mm. their education but it's actually uh through the peers you know and the peers are the ones bringing a different culture or a different set of values from another family uh and all of that is mixing together and then the child actually is forming a world view from all those things and um again there is that balance of like you don't want to keep them in a bubble though right. and so actually i've intentionally created spaces where um they get interactions with other kids no. uh, but then even that for now is filtered and i think is great i think mm. that's good and healthy mm. to create a safe environment for them to grow and and push boundaries but but more so using the right elements right. you know like they're building with the with good material mm. um, and you're giving those things to them like intentionally we go to this thing called BSF Bible Study Fellowship okay. um, and it's actually available everywhere it's amazing mm. um, it's a f- completely free um, organization mm. where um, 
they have men's groups, they have uh, women's groups, and they have family groups. And oh, cool. So there's one, the longest standing one here in Georgia is in Norcross, uh, at Norcross Methodist Church mm-hmm. are the ones who are hosting it. But it's the BSF organization where um, we get to study, uh, uh, like do Bible study together. And then the children actually uh, study the same exact chapter as the moms do. Wow. Yeah, and so they that has been like a great community for our children to like other homeschooling kids that mm. come and oh, that you know great. just yeah. yeah we like we can uh, I, I feel relieved in terms of like oh these are good people to be friends with yeah. you know in yeah. a sense um yeah and then helping them to shape their worldview when it comes to things outside of those values mm-hmm. right like like you still want to give them access to those things but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is because uh, that is one thing that Shirley and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. When AZ gets turns of age, where she needs to start going to school, yeah, like is it should we send her to a private school? Do we want to send her to public school? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we're as aware of it when we're younger. Mm-hmm. But so much of what can be taught at schools, what can be and what is taught in schools, is based on like laws and like legislator legis mm. le- legislation mm-hmm. right like i mean the big one in like uh florida recently was yeah. uh, like the don't say gay bill and all that mm-hmm. so like it's not really the teacher saying this is the best thing to teach the kids mm. it's there are certain laws of like what can be taught to our kids what should be taught and yeah. you know it's like who decides those laws mm-hmm. and like who votes on them mm-hmm. and like who's like next year when it's like a completely different party in power yeah like who's how is it going to change so like i th- i think there is this fear that we have so little control mm. of the information that our kids are taking in yeah and this is like where they spend most of their waking hours you know like school mm-hmm. so it is um it is nice to hear that homeschooling is a viable option yeah um and like just talking to you and listening to the podcast that you did with Blair, it mm-hmm. like destigmatized homeschooling a lot. Cause I think I had this like bias that homeschooling is for like all the weird kids yeah. got homeschooled, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And you know, oh, it's cause they, they had to get homeschooled cause like, they can't fit in with the other kids. Right, like right. all these kind of things. Yeah. But yeah. No, actually what sold it to me especially was like interacting with the homeschooled children in Kansas city. Mm. I was shocked cause mm. they would, talk to me like a grown-up mm. like just, just the way that they would speak like the way they they would maintain eye contact mm-hmm. and even just the content of what they were like talking about yeah. I, I was like are you like you're you're a child <laughs> but it, again it's the culture right yeah. and it's it's um what has been made normal for them mm. and I was just so impressed by the children right. that I was like encountering that it actually I think there is even um, I forget which newspaper or magazine it was but they were saying that homeschooled children are better off mm. now than um, than what you know is typically the product of like public school or you know just yeah. institutionalized yeah. education yeah so yeah, I, I think that was back in the day when you were like living in the countryside and you had access to no other you know resources or right. people, and the family was weird to begin yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were isolated for yeah. a reason. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, man. Th- thank you, thank you so much for sharing all yeah. of that. That's um, I think we're 
pretty over time. Ooh. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. I I'm fine. You're are you okay with time? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. I mean, yes. any any last thoughts? Um, anything you wanted to share that we didn't mm, have to cover? No, it's just been everything has been just so wonderful. Mm. You know, and I don't say that like. Like, of course, it's really hard. There yeah. are really hard days, mm. but I think it's just a matter of, uh, like, tapping into the grace, mm. right, for whatever season that you're in. Mm. And, um, yeah, giving grace to yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and the children. Yeah. yeah, it's just been a wonderful journey. And just uh, if anybody would, you know, want more information in any of the things that we talked about, right, like, I'm more than willing to share. Mm. Let me ask you one thing. This mm-hmm. is... It's just something I've been thinking about because mm-hmm. I get the question a lot of, man, it must be so hard being a father of two now mm-hmm. is something that people without kids have been mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. And my response that I've formulated is this, and I want to see if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it's hard being a parent. Like it's hard getting into the Olympics. Like there mm. is, there's not a, There's only a set number of people who can go to the Olympics. So it's mm-hmm. like a difficult, difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think parenting, the difficulty comes with like how much are you willing to sacrifice of yourself that's to good. be a parent? Yeah. Do you think that's a, a fair statement? Yes, I think it's a fair statement, but also I think is only half of it because mm-hmm. um, yes, sacrifice is real, but the benefits are real yeah, too. Sure. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that. I, I think you have to be real with the sacrifices, but it totally, you know, what you gain totally mm. blows out, you know, the sacrifices. Mm. Like it, it doesn't even compare, mm. you know, d- just the joy, the love, yeah, you know, the the relationships. Yeah, like you, there's not even words mm. to compare those things. I think just so. to give a small example mm-hmm, of that, the mm-hmm. other day, so from like. 12 to 1 mm-hmm. it's just me and Kaylin at home because mm-hmm. that's when my mom has to go to her work yeah and that's before Shirley has picked up Aisley to come back mm. also on Tuesday and Fridays it's me and Kaylin and Aisley but on Monday through Wednesday it's just me and Kaylin for like an hour Aww, yeah. and there are days where like I want to just veg mm-hmm. just lay on the couch and like, like scroll the phone mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. Instagram whatever especially like certain days like after I go to the gym come home I just want to like lay down so initially like when i like have to go and interact with kaylin mm-hmm. it's like oh i'm making this sacrifice of my own personal time uh, yes. to do this yeah but like as soon as i put down the phone and like playing with her yeah like moments later shirley has already come home mm. it's like it's like so much fun that time passes by like that that's awesome yeah so and like you know like the things someone uh do you know jordan peterson yes yeah he he's Like there's this like little TikTok clip of him saying, yeah. like the first four years of a child's life goes yes. by so fast, yeah. and it's like the part that you don't want to miss. Right. It's like so special, right. and like I can totally see that. I That's can't believe awesome. Kaylin is already like eight months old. I know yeah. Maya's turning four. Yeah, <laughs> in just a few months. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So it's um, you're right. I think the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like. Some people have to sacrifice their careers even to, yeah. to parent. Right. You know, there's a lot of different real sacrifices, but mm-hmm. there's also such real blessing and yeah. joy yeah. and happiness. I think. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'm glad that um, it's not just something I was thinking, but it's 
sounds real to you oh, too. Oh yes, yeah. for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, and, uh, thanks thank you for so having much. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love talking about this stuff. Honestly, yeah. I can keep talking about it all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if you ever want to come back, please, my doors are open. Okay. As long as your doors are open, I can come here. Yes. Do the yes, whole thing. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and again, I want to encourage uh, you guys, the listeners, to encourage Lydia and John to uh, release more episodes of the <laughs> Butt Honey podcast. Um, and I, I think I told this to John as well. Mm-hmm. I, I do really I do really think the premise of butt honey, mm-hmm. like being able to disagree in mm-hmm. an agreeable way, I think mm-hmm. that's so important. Yeah. And something much needed. That's true. Yeah. Yes. So I encourage you guys. Thank you for um, the encouragement. Yeah. And also another by the way, late happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank oh, yeah. you. <laughs> this is a like a week late, but uh-huh. ha- Mother's Day. I yeah. think and when I think of Mother's Day, I think of your song is it is the title Mama? Mm-hmm. Um, really like encouraging the mothers. Yeah. yeah, that I'm not even a mother, but I always get touched by that oh, song. Oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, guys, go look, look up Lydia Yoon. Is it Lydia Yoon mm-hmm. Music on mm-hmm. Spotify? Oh, or is it just on Lydia Spotify? Yoon? I think it's just Lydia Yoon. Yeah. yeah. On Instagram, it's Lydia Yoon Music. Used oh. to be. Oh, is it not anymore? Yeah, I changed it to my name, just uh, Lydia J. Yoon. Okay, yeah. we'll follow her on Lydia J. Yoon. <laughs> um, but on, on Spotify, mm-hmm. go check out her. I mean, just all your songs are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was... when we've. You're, this is your second time on the podcast. The first time we talked, we talked mostly about your music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... That's right. I'm a huge fan. I have always been since then. Gosh, that was many episodes ago wow yeah, yeah. that was like early on yeah right? yeah much That's early crazy. On. but um yeah guys please go check out our music it'll really encourage you um so yeah thank you guys so much for listening thank you for being on and uh yes. yeah talk to you guys next thank time thank you